In vitro fertilization, IVF, is a medical procedure that has revolutionized the field of reproductive medicine and has become an important option for couples struggling with infertility. However, financial constraints stand in the way of achieving this dream and the possibilities of IVF need to be made accessible to all who seek them. Greetings, I am Tej and I'm happy to host Shizuba Talks, a series of podcasts with nonprofits and the phenomenal leaders working to make this world a better place. I have Ilana Frank, the founder of Jewish Fertility Foundation. This is an organization that is committed to raising awareness and providing financial assistance for in vitro fertilization treatments. Their mission is to bridge the gap between aspiring parents and the possibility of parenthood fostering hope and support throughout their fertility journey. Welcome, Ilana. Thank you for having me. Ilana, tell us, how did you start this nonprofit? What is the story behind the creation of the Jewish Fertility Foundation? Sure. So like many of us in this space, it's personal to me. I have three kids born from various treatments. Um, I had been living in Israel Uh, It was really, really hard and challenging uh, to have my first two kids, but I Mm -hmm. was very fortunate that Israel is a country that offers socialized medicine and loves children and babies. And so my treatment there was free. And so, yeah, (laughs) it didn't go without the heartache and the stress and the isolation and the tough times between my husband for about a year and a half when we didn't understand Mm -hmm. what was going on with my body and going Mm -hmm. and doing very crazy things with doctors because I really, really wanted a child. Um, But when I came back to America with two little kids under the age of two, I was sitting in a baby pool at the Jewish Community Center and I was talking to two old friends that I had. And it was really the first time that I was talking about what I went through in Israel. And I was so private about it before, but um, we were talking about what it took to get our kids. And we all had in common the stress, the heartache, the isolation, all of that. But then they started talking about how much their kids cost. And they were sharing crazy, ridiculous numbers like $20,000, $60,000, And I was shocked. And my background is in nonprofit uh, management, fundraising, program development. And I was like, hey, why don't I start raising money to give out money? And that's where the idea came from about eight years ago. All right. How how many years ago this was? So this was eight years ago. Eight years ago. Okay. Uh, Ilana, tell me now, infertility can be a like you mentioned also, it's a very deeply personal and emotional experience, isn't it? So uh, obviously you have a lot of emotional support also to offer to the people who are approaching you, not only in terms of finances, but also emotional support. So how, how do you navigate through this journey? It can be pretty tricky. 
Sure. So the model that we created is a community-based model. So we are a national organization that has multiple offices in multiple locations. We're currently at seven, we're in seven cities um, and we're scaling nationally. So we offer three things. Of course, the money component, which doesn't solve Mm -hmm. all the problems. Money is really, really helpful because it's so expensive and people aren't necessarily expecting this expense. But we learned that the emotional support and educational training is equally as important. So what we offer varies. We offer, and this is open to anybody regardless of religious background. So we offer free support groups run by Mm -hmm. infertility therapists in the state um, face-to-face or virtual is, is whatever really the audience needs. Um, we have support groups for all different types of um, our clients, primary infertility, secondary infertility when you already have a child. Um, we've had groups like pregnant after infertility during COVID, you know, really cater mm-hmm. to what people mm-hmm. need. And then we also offer a fertility buddies program. So that's a peer-to-peer mentorship program where we match you up with somebody who has a similar diagnosis in the location that you live. Uh, so it's geographic preference. And they're not your friend. They're not your therapist. They're somebody going through mm-hmm. the journey with you. And then we have um, emotional support in the form of, I have a podcast. Not everybody is ready to get the support. So we call them lurkers, people who are like listening in, hearing other people's stories, seeing on social media, you know, listening and reading to our blog, those type of things. And then we offer education because, for example, my third child was born via embryo donation. People don't even know that that's a thing or an option. And we want to educate people on their different paths to parenthood, or we do panel conversations on loving someone with infertility, like what to say and what not to say when you're going through this. And we do lots of trainings mm. with the fertility mm. clinics themselves. Right. Uh, you mentioned about, uh, so is there a stigma attached to this? Is there, uh, even in the, uh, the developed world, in your experience, uh, how does raising awareness about fertility issues, uh, you know, contribute to reducing the stigma about uh, infertility? A thousand percent. So yes, there's a stigma. There's a stigma in the Jewish community, in many religious communities as well. And what we've noticed is that once we start, you know, I was so private in the very beginning of my journey. Personally, I talk about it at nauseum now. Um, So many people come to me personally and feel comfortable sharing what they've gone through or are going through. But I think it also allows people to access the help that they need once they learn and understand Number one, I'm not alone. And number two, like there are things that I can do to seek help, whether it's emotional or through the medical space. We actually, you know, in Atlanta where I'm based, uh, we've been around for eight years. In some of our newer cities, um, we notice that once we we get there and we're seeking volunteers – it takes a while for the volunteers to even be comfortable for us to take a picture. And these are people 
who are on the other side of it. They might have 20-year-old children and are now volunteering. And some of them in the Mm. very early days of opening up a new location, when I say, can I take a picture for social media? They say, wait, no, like I didn't tell anybody that I did fertility treatments or my kids don't know. And we're always so surprised that it takes several years to be able to reduce the stigma in some of our new locations. Right. Very odd, I would say, wouldn't it? Because uh, I know of a couple of friends who went through IVF and it wreaked havoc on their bodies, on their mental health as well. So uh, it requires so much of effort and then not to announce it to the world. I think it's unfair. I agree with you, right? But, But we also, you know, we have to help our, we call them clients, understand how to talk to their employers, right? Like what you said, it is Mm -hmm. emotional stress for sure, but physically there's a lot going on with their bodies. They have to be leaving work, right? To to do many of the treatments and procedures. And it's not something that we necessarily feel comfortable with. There's a lot of shame. You know, I felt when I was going through it, like my body was broken and it was really embarrassing. Exactly, I didn't yeah. know how to talk about it or use the words. And I also didn't always know what I needed from my friends or my family and how to support me. So we do a lot of the coaching um, to help people understand mm-hmm. kind of how to navigate what they're going through. Wonderful. Um, what advice would you give to individuals or couples who are considering IVF but are unsure um, it could be due to financial concerns or maybe emotional apprehensions. What is the um, advice? Yeah. So one thing that I'd say is advocate for yourself. So if you feel like there might be an issue and, for example, you know, you read on Google, oh, let's not go to a fertility specialist until one year after trying advocate Mm -hmm. go to the doctor you're allowed go advocate for yourself and your body and and really you know talk to doctors if you don't like one doctor get a second opinion second push push the system push yourself push the system and the second thing is you know there are ways to figure out how to financially support this crazy expense like organizations like ours and other others out there who are now um, starting up People want to help. Um, people are doing GoFundMe's now. Um, there are other opportunity for you know some. Um, I hate putting things on credit cards, but there are some really unique um, companies out there that are offering to be able to help pay for some of the treatments. Right. So go out and you know express that interest and express that wish that you want to go ahead with it. Let's take a break to understand what Jazuba is. Everyone at some point ponders on how this beautiful life can be made more meaningful. Maybe you're a leader trying to enhance your employees' experience at your organization. Or you already work for the community and seek volunteers with state-of-the-art skills to strengthen your nonprofit. Whatever your situation, Know that you can make a difference. Chizuba began with this very vision. A vision to facilitate every skill and every passion in the world in meeting a social need. Corporate volunteering has several benefits for both businesses and organizations. In parallel, experienced and enthusiastic volunteers join NGO workers, enabling them to serve the community more effectively. 
Jazuba offers everyone looking to add purpose and meaning to their lives a chance to connect or volunteer virtually with non-profit organizations from over 100 countries around the world. Visit www.chizuba.net and explore opportunities to find meaning. Chizuba, your platform to do good. And now, back with our guest. Sure. I'm sure you have a lot of success stories and a lot of beautiful, touching moments uh, that have come in your eight years of uh, experience. Uh, is there any particular one that you would like to share with us today? Well, I'll say um, I'm having a right now we have a staff of about 14 people and we're a $1.6 million organization that's growing. So I'm having a lot of fun with the organizational growth. But I have to say that one of the things that I love to do on the side uh, because of the work that I do is people reach out to me because they've heard of the embryo donation story that I've done with my third child. And people also have extra embryos in the freezer. And I love being an embryo matchmaker to individuals or who are or couples who are trying to grow their family. So I just found out, I love these phone calls, that a woman, a single mom by choice, who I matched up somebody uh, else's embryos with her, that she's pregnant mm-hmm. with twins. And so I just love getting those wow. phone calls. It's not only that I help them navigate the journey, I literally like found this random person who reached out to me matched her up. It's, it's like dating, you know, with somebody who donated <laughs> their embryos to her. So those yeah. those stories are always really rewarding and fun. Absolutely, I'm sure. What a beautiful uh, thought. And you're getting such beautiful babies out into the world. Yeah, we have like over 150 now. It's super fun. Oh, lovely. And you have some uh, events where you get to meet everybody or... Yeah. So every, you know, we're in different cities. I travel a lot now, of course, to fundraise, but also we get to do these like baby photo shoots, um, which are super Uh fun. And in Atlanta, we actually have a huge event coming up where it's, it's an alumni event. And we, last year, I think Mm -hmm. we had over 800 people who attended it. It's a community wide event to introduce our alumni to the other things that are happening within the Jewish community. Wow, that's very interesting. I read recently about uh, how, how twins meet up regularly. They have these meets and uh, foster kids also. So yep. sperm donations, that also happens. So it must be a yeah. wonderful experience. Well, my son, my son has a sister and a brother who's 100% uh-huh. biologically related to them. And we're very close wow. and they meet up and we want to make sure they don't get married to each other because they're 100% you know, so yeah, lots of interesting, um, things happening in the donor collaborations. Yeah. True. True. Uh, lastly, Elana, is there a message or a piece of advice you would like to share with uh, people who are, you know, struggling with infertility or who are considering IVF? Yeah, I mean, again, I first of all, you're not alone. I thought I was alone when I was going through this in the early days. Like I literally thought there was nobody else out there. I don't know why I thought that. And it was comforting to know I'm not alone. But I think I go back again. Nobody else is going to advocate for you. Push. If you want a child, there are so many different amazing medical Um, opportunities today, different ways, maybe other than what you expected, push yourself, advocate for yourself, 
to be able to um, figure out a way and don't give up hope. There are really just amazing ways for a child to be able to um, hopefully one day enter your home. I did say lastly, but uh, I'm curious to know who is it that approaches you? Is it couples that approach you or is it the uh, women generally who approach you? And uh, I would also like to know whether there is any diversity in the couples that come to you. Sure. So our our um, the money piece of it is specific to the Jewish community. And uh, we see individuals, couples, couples. Uh, single moms by choice. We just recently opened our grants up to the LGBTQ plus community. Um, we see a lot of interfaith couples. So people who have uh-huh. one um, member who is Jewish and the other is not, um, you know, yeah. I mean, those are the majority of the people who we've worked with. Very nice. Uh, Ilara, thank you so much uh, for providing this valuable information. And I'm sure uh, when you are, you have a podcast of your own talking about IVF and infertility. And would you like to share that platform here so people yeah, can sure. know about it? It's called Fruitful and Multiplying. And I have brought on amazing guests who have a connection to infertility, fertility, lots of femtech entrepreneurs who are doing uh-huh. some really incredible stuff to help um, really move the needle in the fertility space. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much for helping create this compassion, understanding, and, you know, this power of unity uh, amongst this the community that needs infertility treatment. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.